This is The Mental Health Mom, a podcast about being the parent of a kid with mental illness. Whether your kid is a young child, a teenager, or even an adult, this podcast is for you. It's a place where we share stories, give practical information, and have conversations about how to support your kid, and just as importantly, look after yourself. I'm Tanya Costanzo, and I'm the host of The Mental Health Mom. In this episode, I'm joined by Lynn Curry and Mike Menu, who founded the Sash Bear Foundation in memory of their daughter Sasha to support parents and families of loved ones living with borderline personality disorder or other emotional regulation disorders. Sash Bear's Family Connections program provides training to families across Canada to give them skills to help them better understand and support their loved ones. This is what the skills does. It mm-hmm. gives an opportunity for everyone to speak the same language, to be able to communicate, to work collaboratively together and to support them, to empower them. It is powerful to feel understood. Lynn and Mike talk about how they struggled to support their daughter and how they'd like to make sure that other families have the skills they need. Our goal is uh, no family left behind and making sure that there's skills everywhere for the whole family. I'm here with Lynn Curry and Mike Menu, who are the founders of the Sash Bear Foundation. So Lynn and Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I wondered if you could just give me a little bit of your story and how you came to establish the Sash Bear Foundation. Well, we lost our daughter, Sasha, in uh, 2011 by uh, suicide. And you can imagine this was devastating. And uh, with, with this situation, we learn a lesson and uh, find out things that uh, we didn't know anything really before losing our daughter. And uh, we hope that what we learn from that, that we could share it with other families and make a difference and bring really changes to um, families that are uh, that have a loved one uh, struggling with mental health issues like BPD or emotion dissolution. We certainly noticed that the stigma, the judgment, the shame, the lack of skills and the lack of treatment really prevented our family from getting the help we needed and get a different outcome. So this is why we uh, created the Sash Bear Foundation. Before we get into a discussion of Sash Bear and what the things are that you do for families, I wondered if you could just tell me a little bit about your daughter and what kind of a person she was. Sasha, like uh, one thing of Sasha as a baby, she was a lively kid with a lot of energy uh, that she was very fond of her uh, little sister, uh, Kayla. Growing up, she was super active, very athletic. Too. She was doing all sorts of sports like uh, running, diving, uh, skiing, uh, kayaking, swimming, uh, and then swimming became very uh, quickly her passion. And then uh, that was the beginning, I would say, of her swimming career. And 
And at swimming, Sasha was a real uh, social butterfly, kind-hearted and very loud. Loud in a sense than once she was seeing people on deck, on swimming deck, she was running towards them and giving them huge bear hugs. This is where a nickname, Sash Bear, came from. And she had friends from all uh, swim clubs across the world. And uh, she was uh, hoping to make the Canadian Olympic team in 2012. Uh, she was very driven and talented. And I always say my daughter, like she's not with us because she didn't love life. She really, really enjoyed life, right? At age uh, 16, uh, Sasha did her first suicide attempt here in Canada. And then when it happened, like they, they told us teenage angst and there wasn't much recommended. They just sent her, sent her back to us. And we did the best we could with the knowledge we had, which was no knowledge at all. So uh, we encouraged her to go back to her swimming, to go back to school, to volunteer at the hospital. So for her to understand more, maybe what mental health was and things like, and then she got that year, she did all this and she got a scholarship to wow. go to uh, the university. And then she ended up going in the US with uh, a 90% uh, scholarship. And when she was in, in the US, she, she had a 4.0 average. She sounds like a really determined person. So yeah. when she was growing up then, was it only when she was a teenager that that signs of mental illness started to manifest? Uh, no, to tell you the truth, no. It was like, a, there was a lot of up and down, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, she was very intense. Uh, mm -hmm. She could have been like very happy and suddenly very sad. And uh, she needed to be sued like... Uh, on a like on a regular basis and it was taking a while but we didn't know what it was right just thinking that uh, uh, she just needed more attention right and then needed to spend more time with her but she was like a happy bubbly kid but with that was very demanding let's say this is how we were seeing her at the time not knowing that uh, it was probably the pre the precursor sign of a borderline personality disorder yeah, and, I, and up until the last few months of her life, really, like her, um, her, uh, the situations where she was really struggling with were somewhat mild, mm -hmm. like compared to other stories that we were hearing when we we're taking uh, sort of psychoeducational se sessions where she was getting treatment. We were listening to some of the stories of the other parents and we were kind of, mm. whoa, saying that's, that's, that's horrible, all the stuff they're going through. And, and we were saying, Sasha never was never like was never going through that much trouble and then after the group we looked at each other we said it must have been her swimming mm -hmm. <laughs> that kept her in an even keel because every time that she had really um uh trouble like with her mental health was when something was happening that she had to be out of swimming for for a moment mm -hmm. for a moment in time so that was so we felt that that was kind of like her ultimate mm -hmm. emotion uh, emotion regulation skill that she was mm -hmm. using in her sport for that. It's so, so. true because at her first suicide attempt, she had a back injury and then she had to be pulled yeah. out of swimming. 
And then at some point, like she was winning her races, but not really winning her swim. And then for us, we didn't understand exactly what was going on. And for us winning a race, it was amazing. So we're saying, Sasha, you won your race. Like we were using the word, you should be happy, mm-hmm. right? And then telling her, like now we know we're telling her, we were invalidating that what she was feeling was incorrect. We were yeah. really validating our experience. Her goal was to improve her time. And because she hadn't improved her time, for her, it was a disaster. And then here we are misunderstanding her, not really knowing what's going on and just saying, you should be happy winning your race. And mm-hmm. it just didn't, didn't make any sense for her. This is makes what, sense now. Exactly. And yeah. this is why she was telling us, you don't understand her thing. Yeah. You don't understand me. And I was say, yes, we understand, but we just don't see why you're not happy. Now yeah. we would uh, do it very differently yeah. right we would say wow like it must be really hard for you for not making your time and at the same time you won your race you got your medal this is amazing right and uh, it's not it was not your goal yeah that wasn't your goal so it must be disappointing and it was yeah. exactly so disappointed so. that you didn't reach your time this is when we noticed the importance of skills of understanding what it means for the other person and be able to validate their experience. And we had nothing of that. Well, I just, I like, I'm relating to so much of what you're saying. What I wanted to talk about a little bit is to just pick up on what you said about how important it is for parents to have the skills for sure. Uh, this is one thing we, in the family connection, like we uh, take time to explain our family members that uh, we are in, intertwined with our loved one, right? When someone is struggling, it has an impact on the family. So the well-being of, of the person is intertwined with the well-being of the whole family. And then what's the best way to help someone if We speak the same language in the sense that uh, we're able to relate better to what they're going through and being able to use the same words. If uh, if the person is speaking a language and is the only person speaking their language, then there's no communication. It's really hard for the person to communicate or to try. But if the person suddenly is put into an environment that she's being understood and then people can relate and express and communicate. It makes such a difference. And I truly believe this is what the skills does, right? It Mm -hmm. gives an opportunity for everyone to speak the same language, to be able to communicate, to work collaboratively together and to support them, to empower them to find their own way out, right? While we're there to support them, right? And then for us to model the skills too is really important. I always thought that for my daughter, I needed to be 200% for her, right? And forgetting myself. But then if I'm falling apart and I'm not being effective, how useful am I to help her out, right? Yeah. The other thing I found was really important that we notice is that it was so easy with the best of intentions to actually be very misunderstanding of their situation, Mm -hmm. to try to fix their problems, to get them out, to try to give them solutions, to say, you should do this, you should do that. Oh, oh, honey, you shouldn't feel that way. All these, like, there's such easy, loving ways 
of actually being invalidating and invalid invalidating is just is just not effective and it really makes things worse regardless of your intentions so so it, it was really important for us to learn that we needed to use a different approach and actually be more curious and try to be more understanding of what is it like what's what's she liking what she's not liking what what's going on on, on her side and that mm -hmm. was really important mm -hmm. so the skills give you all that For people who are not familiar with borderline personality disorder, I wanted to just talk about it for a minute. I read a description actually from someone who has BPD, mm. and he described it as not having an emotional skin. And that really uh, resonated with what we saw with our daughter, that she felt everything very intensely. And that when it, particularly when it comes to emotions and relationships and attachments, even the slightest thing can seem very traumatic to someone with borderline personality disorder. So I wondered if you could just talk about BPD a little bit to give a little bit of understanding for people who may not be as familiar or who may be seeing signs in their kid and may not know what to look for. I'll give a couple of ways to explain it. One of them is about really having extreme difficulty uh, regulating or controlling your emotions. So uh, these are uh, these are people too that have uh, over time have not learned to manage their emotions, and oftentimes there are people that are born with uh, um, in terms of their biology. So that it's kind of like there's a biosocial theory about this, and if you're born with extreme uh, sensitivity, which means you can as you say, you can just notice everything that could trigger you. Extreme reactivity, which means when you notice it, you react very big. And the third one is slow return to baseline, which means you get stuck there for a long time. It takes you a long time to go down. When you have these three things or any combination of those, um, uh, you're really uh, more at risk uh, if you're put, if you're kind of doing transactions with an environment that it's actually not fitting in with how you are. Because uh, that environment has a lot of difficulty understanding a person that is so different than what I call, I like to call that the average, because it's not normal. Normal is just a word that we, we made, but it's kind of stigmatizing. It's more of the average. So people that have really a lot of trouble being like the average people uh, are often misunderstood. And that makes their situation worse. They start uh, doubting themselves so the vulnerabilities that are uh when you're uh, that you're born with can really escalate and can develop in, into into this and of course when you have trouble uh controlling your emotions they cause other uh things to get out of control for example your thinking is really mm -hmm. not straight you have trouble thinking like all of us when we're really uh, like in a stressful situation, we have trouble thinking straight. So they do too. Um, there's issues with uh, relationships. So relationships are really difficult. Self-image, as I said before, who am I? Mm -hmm. What do I like? What should I like? Because people keep telling you, oh, you should really do this. You shouldn't feel that way. That's ridiculous. That's so simple. You're too sensitive. All of these things affect over time. When you hear them more often and often and often, they kind of become ingrained in you. Uh, the sense of self, the self-esteem, um, and even it goes into other uh, um, uh, other symptoms, which are, for example, dissociation and things like that. So these are more uh, uh, rare, but there's a lot of difficulties that occur. And and I think the important part to 
to notice that they're all centered around the lack of control of their emotions and their sensitivity that triggers big emotions. So then that combination is really difficult to deal with. The Family Connections program provided by Sash Bear aims to give parents the skills they need to be able to support their loved one while at the same time balancing their own well-being. Family Connections is an evidence-based 12-week program based on dialectical behavior therapy, or DBT, which is considered the gold standard for treating patients with borderline personality disorder or other challenges with emotional regulation. Family Connections is offered free of charge across Canada. One of the things that distinguishes Family Connections is that it is largely peer-led. Most of the leaders are family members who have taken the program before and who received two years of training. So family members that become leaders is because they see the value of using the skills. And they always notice that by teaching the, the skills to help them to to deepen their understanding, to have a sense of mastery. And then this is why they love to teach because they can deepen their understanding of the skills and they pay forward as well for other family. For they often say that seeing the, the transformation from week mm -hmm. one to week 12 is so validating for it's them. It's a gift really to it's see a gift. it. Like it, it's incredible around, sometimes it can happen at some, but we usually see something pretty dramatic by week six. Um, and it, it's amazing. And people come in with, how do I fix my loved one? How do I get to, for them to respect me more? This is not acceptable. How, 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 how can I communicate? This doesn't make any sense to totally different attitude. How do, how do I work on understanding my loved one better? How, how do I work on uh, looking at what is valid in their behavior and expressing that to them and uh, building trust over time so that we can have a better relationship that's more balanced so that I can have time to put my oxygen mask. So, so the, the direction of what they were thinking coming in, they wanted to get and what they get is actually quite different, but it's, it's actually even more powerful. I was gonna say, we spent a lot of time as well on the emotion regulation Yes. Even family member, because this is when they realize or notice that when they have fear or they have discomfort, they tend to jump to problem solving. So when yes. they notice this, then they can take a step back and use opposite action, use like skills to help them to uh, regulate their emotion and keep busy with something else because they know that their emotion is not necessarily justified. You're right. So, uh, uh, and then it helps to empower the loved one to find their own solution. For families who want to sign up for Family Connections, the information about the program and links to register are available on the SASHBEAR website at sashbear.org under the Family Skills tab. The program is self-referred. You don't need a referral from a doctor or a health organization. And one of the things that I think is most important is that your kid or family member doesn't have to be in treatment or even have a diagnosis for you to be able to register. Yes, because this is something that happened to us. Like our daughter, like really, like we noticed changes in her behavior, like she was around 11, 12 years old. And unfortunately, she got diagnosed with BPD only a few months before she passed away. So I said, imagine if we'd had the skills when she started to mm -hmm. struggle 
But because like she didn't have any diagnosis, there was really nothing really available to us. So we want this program to be available to any family that they feel that they are in need of skills and hope and support. And then this is another thing, like for us, like uh, my uh, when my daughter was struggling, we couldn't find any program or treatment here in Canada. So we had to go to the U.S. Every week, we had to drive nine hours one way or nine hours back and forth for an hour and a half skills. After six weeks of treatment, they told us she needed probably another three to six months of treatment and we couldn't afford it. So our daughter felt that she was a burden to us, that she was so broken, that she was impossible to repair her in quotes. And then she, she told us like on her dying bed on, uh, that she felt really bad and she felt very sorry that she broke the trust. And this is at that point that my husband and I said, we have to do something. And then when the next day she passed away, we said, we have to do something. We need to bring those skills here. It's, it's not acceptable that we have to drive so much for skills and support. So this is why we bring the skills to Canada. We bring them accessible, free. I asked Lynn and Mike what other supports Sash Bear provides to families. We, uh, especially through the pandemic, we noticed that family members felt so isolated and didn't, they, they needed the skills more than ever. And then uh, our groups were full at the time because we were doing them like every three months. So we decided to uh, do an educational like webinar series. So while waiting for the group to start that they could access uh, some webinar again, free of charge. So once a month, we have an expert uh, in uh, the field. Uh, the last one we did this week was on uh, substance use. Uh, we're going to have one at the end of the month. It will be on eating disorder, right? Uh, so family member can attend. They can hear about this, what they can, like uh, some hints and tips of things they could do while waiting to uh, participate into the Family Connection Program. We also offer like a graduate uh, program uh, for the people that did Family Connection afterwards. So once a month, we offer them free of charge some webinars on different skills that we're going to review and go more in depth once a month. So like, again, like I said, it's like a language. The more you practice it, the better we guys. So we want to spend time on this. Um, we help as well. We like to help like uh, uh, to spread the skill. As part of their ongoing effort to spread the skills, Sashbear collaborated in 2015 with a Toronto consortium of hospitals to train 80 service providers in DBT skills, and they're now doing a similar initiative in Quebec. They're also expanding their French program from Quebec to parts of Ontario and collaborating with the Indigenous community to see if there's something they can collaborate on together. They also participate in international conferences around the world with a focus on ensuring that family voices are heard and that families' experience and perspective are integrated into the research into mental health. Our goal is uh, no family left behind and making sure that there's skills everywhere for the whole family.
uh, for the loved one, family member. This summer, we even had a group of grandparents. That was so nice. <laughs> we had a family connection mm -hmm. for our grandparents. And then uh, we have some now running for partners and sibling. And uh, we always try to accommodate, adjust, and uh collaborate as well with other organizations, either for research or initiative to make sure that the skills are there when you need them and not two years later. Because this is one of the reasons why I lost my daughter. To us, the vision was to help the people in need now, but also to disseminate the skills to people, to, to the population, general population, because we felt that the skills would actually uh, change the direction the outcome for certain people. So they wouldn't be needing as much the mental health system to, to help them. So we yes. need to beef up the mental health system so it can concentrate, do more research, take better care of those who come through their doors and hopefully reduce the number of people who come through the doors, but actually uh, uh, educating the general population in these skills overall. So that's kind of the dream where you actually have these skills uh, yeah, working, working everywhere. Right? Mm -hmm. so. If someone wants to support the work that Sash Bear is doing, what mm -hmm. can they do? Can send us an email at info at sashbear.org and let us know if they want to volunteer. Uh, like I said, to participate into the family connection is a great start. And last but yeah. uh, not least, if you want to uh, support us by a donation, we always welcome donation to support our different programs that we're doing because it's free of charge to the participant, but there's always some costs involved in it. Uh, you can uh, make a donation uh, through our site to Canada Help. And we have our biggest fundraiser actually is coming at the end of May on May 30th. Uh, so if you want to get some information on this, we recommend that you sign up for our newsletter and then you'll have information about uh, the walk. Our walk is to raise awareness on uh, BPD, on mental health and suicide prevention, and at the same time raising money. So this way we can uh, do all the uh, support, the, the different uh, programs that we provide to families across the country. So the last thing I wanted to ask you, for parents that are in that situation now, that are going through those challenges now with their kid, whether their kid is a child, a teenager, or an adult, what would you say to them? Like, what message would you give to someone who's in the middle of the struggle right now? Don't give up. Don't give up hope. And the change start with you. And you'll have a ripple effect, right? We, can, we cannot easily remove the stigma that is on around the world, but we can certainly start by removing the stigma from our own small uh, entity uh, and then educate our, yourself, educate others, speak about it, uh, join group like the Family Connection Program, uh, advocate for mental health, be there for your loved one, validate their experience. We cannot force this change on our loved one, but we can certainly make them feel that we understand them, that they're not alone. And together, there is hope. It may be hard to support someone with mental health, but I'm telling you, it's a lot harder to live without them. Yeah. 
I think, and I think what I'm hearing is um, don't give up. There is help available and there are things you can do, which are really wonderful messages for parents, because I think sometimes you do feel a little bit like helpless and wondering if there are things that you could be doing. I think the most powerful thing that I was able to learn that it is powerful to feel understood. Most people don't, don't have a sense for what that can do. So if we can instill being, making somebody feel understood, that is, that is huge. I know, uh, Lynn, you always sign off by saying in skills and in hope. And I think those are two really good words that for us to finish with. So thank you both very much. It's been really wonderful talking to you. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you, Tanya. I really appreciated meeting Lynn and Mike and learning about the supports they provide to families of kids with mental illness across Canada. If you're interested in learning more about SashBear or registering for the Family Connections program, visit their website at sashbear.org or email them at info at sashbear.org. I've also put their contact information and social media handles in the show notes. On my next episode, I'll be talking to Haley Heckman, Executive Director of Causeway, an organization in Ottawa that provides support to people with mental illness to find work in the community. I hope you'll join us.